0: You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, let me kick off today by sharing just a little bit of Christmas cheer with you. You know, this is the season that we're very focused on giving because that's the true reason for the season. Jesus was the greatest gift of all. And because of your giving, Bridges Nashville is able to be a blessing to our city. So here's a few fun facts for you. We were able to provide 110 Christmas meals for our friends that are living in homelessness in partnership with the Nashville Rescue Mission. We were also able to adopt 11 kids through our partnership with Haywood Elementary and the Angel Tree program. That's a that's 11 kids that got an unforgettable Christmas because of your generosity. We're also going to be giving a Christmas blessing to the Bridge Ministry as we've done the last few years. Now, the Bridge Ministry has been blessing those who are living in homelessness here in Nashville for over 15 years. And I want to encourage you, you can still be a part of this Christmas blessing. So if you go to bridgesnashville.com slash give, click on missions in the drop down menu, you can join us in being a part of someone's miracle this Christmas season. We're all about being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And this is a very simple way you can do that. So I encourage you to continue in the heart and attitude of giving as we wrap up 2021. Well, listen, we've been in this series called The Story and uh, we've looked at how joy, hope, and peace are all a part of the Christmas story. And today I wanna continue in that heart by sharing about one of the most incredible things that Jesus came to give us on Christmas. You know, one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube is these videos where military servicemen and women come home to their families at Christmas time, and it's a huge surprise. The families have no idea that they're gonna show up, and they bust out into tears, and the room is just filled with an unbelievable sense of joy and hope. And it really hits close, to home for me because, well, I grew up a military brat. My dad served in the Air Force, and there were several times in our, in our lives where he was overseas. In fact, when I was about 10 years old, my dad was serving for almost a year in the Middle East during the Desert Storm conflict. And he showed up a little bit before Christmas time, right around Thanksgiving, and the local news station actually did a story on us and it was incredible for our family. You know, when he was overseas, now this is uh, pre-Skype and FaceTime days, uh, we had to communicate old school. So we would send letters and we would have some long distance phone calls, not very many because it was pretty costly, Uh, but we would also go back and forth with VHS videotapes. That's right, and for those who don't know what VHS videotapes are, Google it. But this is how we communicated when dad was serving in the Middle East. But there's nothing like The real deal. There was nothing like having him in the room with us for that Christmas. Presence trumps everything. And when you're in the room with each other, when we're in the room face to face, there's just something special about that. You know, in this year, we've been on a lot of Zoom calls, haven't we? And, uh, you know, there's just something extra when you're in the room with somebody. God's presence was with us on that very first Christmas. In fact, the name Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus came to establish a new way of connecting with God. It was his very presence that was opened up to us. Well, I hope all of you had a Merry Christmas and uh, you got to spend some time with those closest to you. Hopefully you had their presence with a CE uh, in the room with you and you got to spend some actual time in their company. As we've been in this series, uh, we've been looking at the greatest birth in all of history. How when God came in flesh and blood, when heaven kissed earth, everything changed. And we've been talking about these amazing virtues that aren't just for Christmas Hallmark movies. And it's not just for Christmas cards and Christmas carols. You know, hope, joy and peace are for every believer who puts their faith in Jesus Christ. We all have access to hope, joy, and peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. And today I want to close out the series and I want to close out this year. Crazy to say that, right? But 2021 is coming to a close. We're about to kick off a brand new year. And so as we do that, I want to share a message that I'm going to call with us, for us, and in us. You know, I've said it often, but the entire Old Testament points towards Jesus. The Gospels reveal Jesus and the entire New Testament is written in revelation of him. So what did Jesus come to reveal? Well, Jesus came to reveal the Father. He came to show us what God is like, the very heart of God. Jesus would often speak that he was here only to do what the father told him to do, only to say what the father told him to say, that everything he did was in conjunction with the father. Nothing he did was apart from the father's heart. And when his disciples like Philip would ask him, well, just show us the father, Jesus would say, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. Jesus Christ showed us what God is like. And God is love. You know, at the manger in Bethlehem, we receive the promise of his presence, Emmanuel, God with us. And so I want to just highlight a few things about the presence of God as we see it in the Christmas story. First off, God's presence is attracted to humility. Who were the first people to get the birth announcement that Jesus had been born in Bethlehem? It was the shepherds. shepherds were a humble and often overlooked part of this culture in Israel in that day and age. And it's as Mark Batterson often says, if you remain humble and hungry, there's nothing God cannot do in and through you. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro over all the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. Fully devoted hearts are humble hearts. And when you humble yourself and you don't come to God with pride or entitlement, but you come with a heart of humility, God can always speak to you. He can always use you for his will. And that's exactly what happened with the shepherds 2,000 years ago. By the way, if you haven't seen The Shepherd, it's a special put on by the same people that made The Chosen. You can watch it for free online. I highly recommend that. It's an amazing portrayal of the humility and the heart of the shepherds in that day and age. God's presence is attracted to humility. Another thing that we see in the Christmas story about God's presence is that it's available to everyone, to anyone. I mean, the Christmas story is filled with a diverse group of people, young and old. You know, Mary was a teenager. And then you've got Simeon in the temple, and he was well on into his older years. He was about a senior citizen as I get. So you've got young and old. You've got women and men Uh, Mary and Anna and Elizabeth were some of the leading females in the Christmas story. And then you've got men like Joseph and Zechariah. You've got poor and rich, shepherd and wise men, or they're known as the three kings. God's presence is available to everyone. See, the arrival of Christ was good news for all people. Luke 2, verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And then thirdly, God's presence is accessible anywhere. Now, this is amazing. The fact that Jesus will be born in a stable of all places, not a palace, shows us that there's no place that God can't meet us in. When you begin to pray, you access his courts. When you begin to worship, that's an open door to his presence. And when two or three come together in his name, Jesus is there in our midst. I love Hebrews four sixteen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Anywhere you are, you can access the throne of grace. You know, we love to sing that song, Holy Spirit here at Bridges National, In fact, just the other night at our uh, prayer and worship night on December 19th, it was a night of Christmas carols, but spontaneously being led by the Spirit, we just began to sing that chorus, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And I love the bridge of that song. It says, let us become more aware of your presence. God is omnipresent. That means he's, he's everywhere all the time, right? but it's when we come into alignment and awareness of God's presence that he actually makes himself manifest known to us. And it can happen anywhere. God's presence is attracted to humility. It's available to everyone and it's accessible anywhere. God is with us, Emmanuel. So God is with us. And I want you to know that God is for us at Calvary. Jesus was God for us, taking on our sin and the sin of the entire world at that time. Why? To restore relationship between God and mankind. 1 John 2.2. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Maybe you've never heard that word propitiation before, but it's a huge word with eternal impact. And it can be translated as satisfaction or covering. Coming from the Greek word halosmos, God is holy and perfect. Listen, God is holy and perfect. And it's in his righteous anger and justice that he burns against sin. And therefore, God cannot allow sin to simply enter into his presence. Mankind was and is anything but perfect. And so we needed something to heal the gap of separation. We needed that to be remedied so that we could be in God's presence. Enter Jesus and the cross. The concept of atonement deserves a full message in and of itself. But just for the sake of time today, you have to understand that the depth of Jesus dying for us on the cross was all about this word atonement. He was the atoning sacrifice, the perfect and spotless lamb without sin, without imperfection. You can almost take that word atonement and divide it into three words at one mint at one meant, and because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we were once again at one with the Father. Relationship could be restored to God, but it's only through Jesus. See, He's the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. We could be adopted as sons and daughters into the family of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, Christmas reminds us that uh, before there was a cross, there came a manger. Isn't this pretty incredible uh, that when you understand that Jesus was a carpenter by trade and that he was laid in a manger at his birth, which was definitely made by a carpenter, and then when he died our death on a Roman cross, more than likely that was also constructed by a carpenter. It's pretty incredible when you think about that. There are no holes in the gospel. Second Corinthians 521 tells us, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Uh, This is the gospel, right? This is how we can have life and have it to the full was through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection. You know, to simply put it, he came to our place and took our place so we could find our place. And then he invites us back to his place. God with us, God for us. And lastly today, since the moment of Pentecost in Acts 2, we can have God in us. This is the Holy Spirit, active and alive. Jesus was filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit. You know, many times towards the end of Jesus' time here on earth, he would tell his disciples that, listen, I'm not going to be here in flesh and blood for much longer, but don't worry. I'm going to send an advocate, a helper, someone to guide you and to bring to remembrance the words that I've spoken with you. This advocate is the Holy Spirit. You know, the Greek word is paraclete, which translates into an advocate or a counselor in the sense of a courtroom setting. Someone who pleads with the judge on your behalf. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us to the Father. You know, when you pray in and through the Holy Spirit, you're activating the greatest form of prayer that you have. You know, praying in tongues or praying in the Spirit is the key to a powerful prayer life. And if you don't yet pray in this way, Pastor David or myself, we would love to meet with you and share a little bit more about praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. What does that mean? We'd love to sit down with you and talk about that. And we'd love to pray with you that you would be filled with the spirit afresh, that God would give you your very own prayer language. Why? Well, check out what Paul writes in Romans chapter eight. Verses 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Listen, do you want to pray in strength and pray in God's will? Pray in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the change agent in our lives, God working within us. The Holy Spirit is our connectivity to the heart of the Father. The Holy Spirit and God's presence aren't exactly the same thing, but you usually won't have one without the other. We are the new temple for the indwelling of God. This is God in us. Check out 2 Corinthians six sixteen. For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. So at Bethlehem, Jesus was God with us. At Calvary, he was God for us. And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is God in us. Take just a moment today. Focus your heart and mind on this powerful truth. You know, as we approach a new year, let's be intentionally living in this truth. Truth is everything today. Knowing the truth will help keep you grounded in a culture that continuously strays further and further from it. Culture tries to redefine truth and tell you to find your truth. But there is one truth, and that is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And knowing this can help keep us grounded in a culture that continuously has no grasp of it. You know, it's for this very reason that we're going to be kicking off a new series on January 2nd at the Listening Room Cafe. I encourage you to join us for this. I don't know how long this series is going to go, but it's going to be all about truth. It's going to be a series that's based on the letter that Paul wrote to his young friend Timothy. First and Second Timothy are filled with practical and spiritual truths that we can apply to our everyday lives. We're going to call this series The Good Fight. And trust me, you don't want to miss January 2nd as we kick off 2022 with this series. Make plans to join us. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.